Welcome to the second season premiere of the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is Jakob Fellander, the Swedish artist and multi-creator who today premieres his biggest work yet, called The Great Escape. As many of you have seen, Jakob is one of two cover stars of the second print issue of Scandinavian Mind that is actually on newsstands as of today or perhaps yesterday, I think. This conversation is a first of a two-parter that I wanted to publish. Uh, It's actually the foundation of this cover story that's in the print issue. This is kind of like a personal story for me. For, for, For the past year and a half, I have been following Jakob on his quest to have this exhibition Uh, being realized. We actually talked about it in the beginning of 2020. Uh, We talked about doing a cover story in the spring of 2020 and um, as uh, (laughs) perhaps is self-explanatory that did not happen. Um, We launched Scandinavian Mind in the the fall of 2020 instead and, and Jakob saw his exhibition being postponed multiple times. So it's really uh, amazing that we we have actually ended up here in in August or early September of 2021. So in this conversation, Jakob talks about how to democratize art using his you know self-invented method, which teaches creativity in schools all over the world. But he also talks about landing on Mount Everest by helicopter and his own cryptocurrency, which he calls JCoin. Jakob also breaks down his recently launched project, uh, The Great Escape. I hope you all enjoy this as I really enjoyed having this conversation with Jakob. And before we start, just a few notes on Scandinavian Mind. We are so excited about having, you know, been running straight into this fall season of 2021. We have so much, uh, so many projects and, and collaborations that we are, are, are about to launch. And next week on September 8th, we will be hosting the Baltic Sea Water Talks. So if you haven't signed up for that, you can still do that on our website. I believe there are a few seats left physically if you want to come out to Ute in the archipelago to see this, or if you just want to see it digitally. We're also proud to be uh, the official media partner to the Swedish participation at the World Exhibition in Dubai, the Expo 2020. Uh, This will feature uh, a series of of conversations, content and exhibitions that will be featured uh, in our platform from October and onwards. Uh, The exhibition uh, runs until March 2022. And finally, we have also been chosen the curator of the Stockholm Design and Architecture Talks, set to premiere in February 2022 during Stockholm Design Week. Super proud of that. And of course, much, much more will be revealed both here on the podcast as well as on our website, ScandinavianMind.com. And don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. There will be plenty of those. Visit ScandinavianMind.com slash newsletter. Here now, the first part of my conversation with Jakob Fellander. Enjoy. Jakob Fellander. Yes. Soon, finally, the great escape. Start with just when, when, and how did this idea came about, and and then I think we should just walk through the different parts of it. We can go. 
in 2018, I had a large museum show at MOCA, Miami Museum of Contemporary Art in Miami. And while talking to the museum directors about um, just the, everything around the exhibition, they asked me about a public program. And um, I realized when she asked that question that I had been 100% focused on my own artistic journey for 20 years, which uh, just came to me in an instant that, okay, um, I am one of those narcissistic artists that believes that the fact that I make art is enough contribution to this earth world. And I, without, you know, in an instant, I, I, I felt ashamed. Because it is, when you uh, have the fortune, like I have, to become successful in the art world, you end up making art for rich old men in Switzerland, or Germany, or in the Hamptons, or... Um, which is not really the intent from the beginning. And if you look at uh, the music industry with the MP3 file, for example, or even the, the, the records or, or CDs, it's, it's much more democratized. Art has a very dismal role in society today. It used to be that in the salons in, in Paris, Paris in, in the... In, 1860s, uh, it used to be that the art was for everyone and everyone was involved. Everyone uh, came to see it, everyone discussed it. It was a part of society. Now it's just, uh, compared to gaming and, and, and music and movies, it's, it has a small decimal role in society. And it's uh, the gallery world is, is a part of that, but uh, another part is that the museums haven't uh, been able to um, integrate art into society. It's become elitist? It's become both elitist and um, museums has become a place where art comes to die. Uh, so uh, that's one factor. The other, the other factor is that artists um, uh, are not a part of this, of this dialogue or society enough either. Maybe in a political sense, if you if you use uh, art as a, as a political statement, but I I strongly believe that artists and creators in in all lines have more to contribute to society than we do today, me including, and I, I think I actually feel like we have a responsibility to contribute more. Um, while the you know climate crisis is happening and then pandemics and, and the poverty, it can't be that I'm in the studio alone contemplating two shades of turquoise. It's like, that's, it, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice life, but it's not enough. So, uh, at, and at the same time, uh, it, it, I feel, and many others, including the United Nations, feels like, okay, we need to find new solutions to old problems, like mm. poverty, conflicts, environments, uh, pandemics. And if we're going to reach, for example, the UN SDGs, um, we need to raise the creativity level of the whole next generation. Uh, and if you look at 
AI and, and uh, how that's affecting the future with, with uh, AI taking over many of the human tasks. I think that uh, creativity and uh, you know, human skills like empathy and creativity is, is going to be more important. So if we're going to raise the creativity level of the next generation and this current generation, who should take the lead on that? Should it be the schools and the teachers or the politicians? Or should it be the artists? So I'm guessing all this didn't come to you from that conversation. Uh, almost, not really. Because I mean, how, how the first was conversation it? was, OK, so do you have a public program? Like, ooh, and then it was a What does that mean, public program? Is there something we can do for the community here? OK. Can, can we bring schools here? Can we do, you know, what can we do mm. here? So, and I realized, OK, uh, obviously, yes, we need to democratize art. Maybe that's not my real, uh, I mean, that's a big, large, a big task that maybe, and uh, so maybe, okay, well, what if I democratize my art? Which is, I ask, you know, like, if you're, a, if you're a starving mother of three at a refugee camp in Syria, do you really need more blurry photo art? <laughs> or like if you're, if, you're a, if you're a polar bear on a, on a melting ice block, is that, yeah, I mean, no, but, uh, and then running that through, uh, you know, in my head and, and the heart, a um, few laps, I realized that, okay, I do have a specific way of approaching creative endeavors. I have a method that I use uh, for approaching creativity. And that method is extremely simple. It's easy to explain and it's really, I can teach it. Mm. So what if I would, instead of democratizing art or my own, what if I would help spread my creative method? It has, it's very simple and it's, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'm not the only one using it, but it's, it's, it's a specific way of approaching creativity and it's very effective. So what if I would just democratize that? Um, what, what is that method then? Just... Well, the method is, it, it's different tricks to end up in a place you didn't know existed before. So if, if, if you and I are supposed to create something new for tomorrow, we can't know about it today because then it's not new and mm. it's just here. Uh, but it's the opposite of perfection. Perfection is like, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm going to make a perfect triangle. It's going to be, you know, sharp and it's going to have all sides. When, uh, then, and then we go to work tomorrow, all we do is we aim to make a perfect triangle, which means that we rule out everything else, everything else. And, I, I'm, I've tried, so believe me, it, 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 the reward is not very great because, you know, I have a perfect triangle, triangle. I, that's, you know, I knew that, but the, the, the possibilities of failure are infinite, uh, yeah. and that's usually what happens when you're 11 year, years old and you're in school, if it's music or if it's, if it's drawing in class or if it's, um, you know, you, you, you realize that, okay, well, I'm, I want to I draw a boat and the boat doesn't resemble the boat you had in your head and someone, a friend or a teacher or a parent says just something slightly and then, oh, I can't draw. 
I'm not good at this. And then you shut the door to not only drawing boats, but to, to creativity and, and um, in general. Whereas in, in, in music, we have programs like GarageBand, for example. You can listen to an Avicii song, and then you can go into GarageBand, and you can actually make something sound sort of similar mm. to Avicii. And then you're off on your, on, your, on your journey. You just need that instant confidence and um, release that, that, that makes the, that just makes the, the, the judges or, or voices in your head or devils on your shoulder just shut up. Mm. So, so this is uh, different methods to end up in places you didn't know existed. Let's break it down. I mean, we're talking now about, you know, you have your forthcoming exhibition. Yep. Uh, there's this educational program, there's an app, uh, there's uh, the um, fashion collaboration. And then there's a music collaboration. This so there's four parts. There's an exhibition. Um, it's an inside and outside exhibition with, mm. with, with um, pretty much everything that um, it's photography, painting, sculpture, uh, fabrics, VR, AR, holograms. Um, and then there's an outside part, which is, which is AR. And then there's, that's the, that's the first one. And then there's the education part. And then uh, there's the music part, which is music, music collaborations where musicians have written music for the art. So the art is interactive and, and different art pieces plays different types of music. Mm. And then there's uh, fashion collaboration. Um, but so, so you still use your own art as a starting point for yep. this project. So it's I, not like you deviated totally. It's not like the system was own. applied to something else. It's, it's still kind of the same aesthetic starting point. Or, or So the exhibitions I do now, they all tell my artistic and creative journey from the beginning. And then it ends with the visitor, viewer, being able to imitate my initial steps and then start their own journeys. Mm. So it's almost like I'm giving away the way I make art. The keys to the kingdom. Exactly. And, and um, so far it's, it's been a very rewarding journey uh, just to see the people. It's, it's been tried now in, I think, over a um, hundred schools around the world. And uh, some schools like Skapa um, Skolan in, in Huddinge in Sweden, they make, um, they, use that, uh, they use the method in, in all subjects, like in, in social science, in math, in, in, uh, in, in uh, physics, uh, of course in, 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 in art and, and music, but, but they can use it in all subjects. How so? How can they use it? Because um, I've math? worked with a team of educators that have taken the, the creative method so it is applicable to um, all subjects. So for instance, if you start with making images just like me, uh, then you get an image and it's like, oh, what's this? Oh, we, we can extract, it's a, it's a shape, what is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's part of a city, where's the city? Where it's in a, it's in a different uh, parallel universe. Okay, if we have different buildings like this in this uh, parallel universe, um, how would you build a city? Well, 
you can build it. Uh, what kind of government do you have? What type of um, leaders uh, do you have? Who lives there? What are the, how big are the buildings? Uh, geometry, how they're measured? How are they built? Which is technique and physics. And then, um, of course, you can write about it. And okay, who lives in there? You can have uh, you can make podcasts, interviews with the inhabitants, and the someone who lives on the third floor has a mother who listens to what type of music, then you can make that music, and then you can, there's a theater play uh, when that mother met uh, the father of the uh, tenant on the third floor. And it's, it's infinite, and um, the method that I have just opens the door. So the creativity is not from me, it's from the users, but um, just the way this method opened the door for me, it now opens the door for, for other people to try it. Was it important to have all these uh, aspects of it in the beginning, or has it sort of grown during the process of working? Uh, the, it, uh, true to the method, if I, uh, I'm just following the energy and the method, sort of, and I've ended up here. Uh, so it's not like a plan, it's more like this is where I ended up, because the next step is also architecture and, and poetry and, and mm. uh, movies. And so it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's just where the method, this, this way of working brings me. And as an artist, you, you talked in the beginning, like the starting point was re, you know, sort of realizing you as this sort of egotistical individual who has made art for this enclosed Jakob Fellander right. product in a way, if I simplify it. I'm curious about the, your internal process of taking that sort of, it must be kind of a leap of faith because you're losing control in a way. Right. And also I'm, 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 I'm assuming you're opening up to all kinds of criticism and um, I don't know, you know, if you add these, society is not generally kind to people who do many things. Like if you're an actor and you start doing music, they, they, they shame you because you're this sort of actor musician, simplified. Now you're sort of, you're, you're this educational guy, you're this music guy, you're this tech AR, VR, AI guy. Was that a problem for you or was it just like letting go? Well, I, I think what you're talking about is, is uh, marketing and communication of making art and doing different things is not a problem. Mm. Uh, I think it's maybe a problem for someone who, sh you know, is worried about my brand, which I'm sure. not. Fair so enough. I'm not. It's not a problem for me. I'm. You know, I, I, this is the way I work. Marketing is to me sort of the same thing as your third grade teacher who looks over the shoulder and says, "Well, should that boat be a little bit more?" <laughs> and then. Uh, there, there are a million examples of people who had um, censors and, and, and uh, mean voices uh, from the beginning who then uh, disregarded those remarks and just went on their own way and then found their voice and was successful anyway. Mm. So I think the whole method is also about being able to work without taking in the fact that you might be criticized for this and someone might not like this. Mm. It's almost like living and knowing that, yes, we will die one day. Mm. 
which is a trick as well. So this whole method is about, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this, and then I'll end up there, and then there, and then nowhere along the way am I thinking about what critics are, might be thinking. Those voices mm -hmm. are, this is, it's, the method is a lot about not being, hearing the, or thinking about the other people's opinion. Or even your own opinion about it. Exactly. Because so, you talked to me about before, your art before, I think at some point you mentioned that you yourself is not the important part of it, but right. the process or the search for creativity or, or sort of the, well, I guess now you call it the, method, but sort of the, the next the, step, yeah. That's, that's the thing, that's the art. Evolution, that's the... Uh, evolution in their journey is, mm. is the thing, which also might be an answer to your uh, previous question, because if evolution is um, what I'm looking for, then sharing the method so it can evolve even more is, 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 um, is less of a problem. But I do have a narcissistic big ego that, that at times um, protests loudly. Mm. So it's, it's not like, um, it's not like I'm free of that. I'm just, just making sure that the other part is in the driving seat most of the time. So uh, walk us through the, um, I mean, you're saying you, you already started with the, the educational uh, collaboration. You're right. working with schools. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of tools do they get? Uh, so it, uh, I've done, during this uh, pandemic, I've done a lot of uh, workshops in schools and, and uh, both um, with, on distance uh, would be students from home, but also in schools. Um, and they start out just by making some images, mm. multi-exposed images. The fact that, uh, so they have a, um, they've tried this um, yet to be released uh, app where you can make art just like I do. And then they multi-expose images the way I do, so they end up with images that sort of look like mine, but different. But they look, but the fact is that they, if they go outside from outside their home or, or on the schoolyard, they, it, it, the, the images that they come back with 20 minutes later doesn't look like the place where, they're, where they photographed. It looks like something else. Okay, so your method before was using old cameras and you sort of, you, you, you wound the film a little bit at a time and you multi-exposure right. them and you did it from, from in different right. sort of countries and right. parts of the world. Yeah. Now that's an app. Now you can do that in your phone. Right. Okay. Or an iPad or whatever. And then uh, they end up with, with multi-exposed images that look like something um, else than what they expected and what they, and, and, and then um, they, there's a, they work with a few open-ended questions like, what is this? Well, it's someone's dream or it's a mm. computer game. And then, okay, and then uh, from there, uh, they, uh, they, they really quickly start making, um, building stories, po uh, podcasts, uh, theater plays. Um, they, build, um, they build cities. They build, you know, they, they have governments and they have, 
discussions in English and Swedish, and they write papers, and then they um, really, it's, it's a quick method to involve um, all the subjects. And then the challenge has been to take this method and write it into the normal course plan of a, you know, mm. a regular school. And then they end up with stories and podcasts and theater plays, but they also end up with some images. And at times, the school in, in Huddinge now has made collaborations, so they have images together, uh, where half the images made in, in LA and half of the images made in, in, um, in, uh, in Sweden. And uh, they also collaborate with the school in India. And then they end up with, with images that they can, you know, they can make t-shirts of it. So they have their own web shop, web store, and they sell the t-shirts and then they give all the proceeds to um, a village in Africa through, through WaterAid. Okay, so the method sort of sets them off in many different it's directions. It's a spark, yeah. Yes, it's a spark. So what, what do they learn? What do they get from it? What's the takeaway for, for the students? What, what is the added benefits? What's the value for them? The biggest uh, benefit that I've seen so far, which is in the early is that, okay, within, uh, well, three minutes and then 40 minutes, they end up in places they, you know, didn't know existed before. Mm. They, uh, they have so much material uh, and then they realized, okay, this didn't come from that uh, long-haired artist guy. It came from within them. So it's, they end up with, well, it's a liberating process, but then they end up with a confidence that I'm full of very exciting things. And if I just allow myself to let them free, mm. I can end up anywhere. I can do anything. So it's, hopefully they'll end up with, a feeling of creative liberation, but also of absolutely creative empowerment and confidence. So this goes out globally. But yeah. The the and you're using schools all over the the world. Yes, I've been uh, helped by Apple's education uh, department to to reach schools in in uh, all, well all different continents. Have you seen any reactions from, from other parts of the world? And it's too early to say uh, now, but, but um, it's, uh, schools in general are, is obviously a challenge since, you know, and this year has been a challenge, but, but um, yeah, it's too early to say what the different reactions has been uh, from different parts of the world, but um, I'll get back to you on okay. that. So, and then you're doing your own exhibition this indoor outdoor right thing so is that like a manifestation of the concept the method is it to promote yeah, the educational it, well, thing it, or how does it how, how do they tie into each other they they tie into that i use my own artistic journey as an example mm. and as an inspiration here's what i've done aha mm. uh -huh. and then okay now you can try it now you can start your own journey mm. so it's it's a way of put of, of like um, describing something pretty much like what you would do in, in art class. In, in, you would go to a Monet exhibit and then you would go back and paint water lilies. Uh, okay, but you give, you give the audience some kind of tool. You, you can, are you able to download this app? Yes. Anyone, anyone yes. Is, you, yes. Yes. can apply Everywhere. this? Yes, it's free and it's, yeah. Okay, so this will be the sort of end result that you're talking about. So at the end of the exhibition, you will be able to go home and take this further yourself. Right. Okay. And is it in, can you say anything more about the, um, 
the setup of the the exhibition yeah how it sparks uh, well the the exhibition tells my artistic journey yeah. chronologically from when I started to um, where we are now so it is an example of okay then I did this and that opened up to this and then ah that opened up to this and that opened up to this that opened up to this ah and then uh, now you can try mm. at the same time also uh, the app also uses as an uh, interactive tool with the art so the exhibition comes alive even more if you um, if you have the app Using AR technology right, and so forth. Right, right. So, is it? Um, so, what, what is it? What's AR about it? What's... So, I have a parallel VR universe now, yeah. where all you know we can travel into my images, and in there I can travel around and make images. So, I can make images inside my other images. Yeah. And then I can also yes, since they're, the shapes in there are three D, I can extract them and three D print them like sculptures. So, I'll extract them like physical sculptures. And then there's also an AR element where the image can come out into the room. Mm. So when the image comes out into the room, it's almost like you can walk through the images and through the different layers, which means that you're walking through um, my process and the image is made with hundred uh, year old camera and charcoal and paint, and then you use modern technology to to um, walk through it so it's 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 a it's a combination of um, everything at once it's like a black hole of old new technology of time and space and and uh, dimensions and virtual and physical so it's um it's a it's a black hole. It's a rabbit hole, sounds like. Maybe that, yeah, maybe <laughs> a rabbit never hole. Ending. But so how, when you, when you work, it seems to me like, okay, so you're a photographer sort of uh, from the start. Yeah. Uh, but you are always curious about these new technologies, trying to learn from them and, and so forth. How much do you know about them yourself or do you bring in people that... that I bring in people, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about... Um, I, well, now I do, but I didn't know anything about VR before this. And but you know that you saw some kind of opportunity or potential in it. Well, it's not that... I mean, it's not that... I have a five-year uh, artistic uh, degree in... Uh, in both art and art history and, and graphic design, so I mean, I'm familiar with mm. most of the, you know, it, it's not that different. Uh, I can relate, yeah. although I can't technically build um, an app or a VR. But uh, luckily, I have fantastic people that understands. Um, so the the exhibition did in Miami. What, what was the um because that was the first time it became sort of 3D and VR. You took the move into a more digital Yes, I've done space. it at uh, Photographiska also and in London. But yes, in, so in Miami it was fairly special because it's, it's like... big, right? I mean, it's, it's Miami, Art Basel in Miami is a big fair. There's, mm. uh, there's several fairs and the biggest, the most promoted one is, is Art Basel, which has well 500 of the best galleries in the world. And then they have 10 artists, so it's 5,000 artists at a convention space, so like mm. a fair space. So, and then they have Museum of Contemporary Art, which I had all to myself. Mm. So was, was there any other reaction to it in terms of 
the the digital aspect of it or the the people did that resonate with people yes people, uh, yeah absolutely i mean yeah it was and and and, and vr is still i've done vr for five years mm. it's still not i mean it vr hasn't, hasn't taken hasn't off, taken off. No. and maybe it never will but for this the way i came into vr was just another step in my creative process mm. so to me it was just natural and if when you see the the vr in the context it is natural and and uh, and extremely exciting but it just hasn't taken off yet um and i don't know why i've i've, I've, I've been doing it for five years like i said so well, there's some kind of technological maturity that's lacking, right. or some kind of tipping point in terms of maybe yeah maybe okay, well we have the the phones and they can we can apply some kind of ar to it but yeah. there's not this mass you know mainstream device that provides ar in our everyday life in right. a very seamless way yet i have the the vr experience as a phone experience now also yeah. so you can you don't have to put on goggles which is more like a 360 video mm. i i right now i work a lot with holograms which is similar uh, to vr and ar but it's uh, without any devices which is it's 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 tougher to set up uh, in a room but when you do it's very liberating So, how does music play into this? Music plays into... Uh, I don't really have a clear answer to that yet. But I'm so starting to suspect that music is the base of all of this. Hmm. So, like, everything I do has a music, music, mu musical base. So, it's almost like nothing happens and then I either just listen to music or play music or just become affected by music and then the wheels start turning. So it, it feels like all of this is music, it's just uh, different. It's like a way of, 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 of approaching music while not actually, you know, actually it's an indirect way of playing music. That's how it feels. It feels like the same, um, the same part of me that decides that this needs to be a little more turquoise and this needs to be a little more black in an image is the same part that would say, well, that note is off or that note is right. It's, it's, yeah. So it, it, it feels like it's the same. Um, I need to find... Music is really easy to... It's easy in music to get out of your brain and into your body. And it feels like I, I, I suspect that that's where I need to be uh, for, this, for, for my art to happen. So I think, I think that music is, is the base of everything. But then I also have the privilege of, of knowing some fantastic musicians that I can work with, that can make music to the images and I can work together with them and write the music and words that um, sometimes very loosely and sometimes very directly are, are connected to the art. Um, and that led to the fact, you know, I'm, I, I do a lot of talks, like uh, artist talks a lot. Yeah. And then since I do a lot of collaborations with musicians, I even tour with musicians sometimes and I, and I, I make backdrops and scenography and for them or for them, for them with my art 
um, I've, I've made, you know, backdrops and scenography for Money Brother and Lars Winderbeck, and then I've made fantastic collaborations with Anna Ternheim and, and uh, now with Christian Schelwander. So, um, the music part is, is natural and exciting, and then I have my, my artist talk, and now I've combined the music and the artist talk, so it's a stage show. So it's a, it's a, um, like a TED talk with live music and big projections and holograms. Uh, and you play yourself as well? Yes, yes, I do. Have you always done that? Or? I've uh, always done it, uh, well, not always, well, since I was, well, 15, 16. Mm. So the music for, the, is, it, is it music going to be part of the exhibition or is this a standalone thing, the, the, the talk? With well, it's music? both. It's, okay. The music is part of the exhibition since it's, it's, it's for the work and the, the stage show is a, part, it's a, it's a stage show version of the exhibition mm. with, with, uh, with the music as well. And is that going to happen in Stockholm as well? Or? Uh, uh, as soon as the theaters open up. <laughs> it was okay, supposed so to be in Berlin. Uh, and then that, the Berlin closed down and then it was supposed to be in Stockholm and then Stockholm closed down and then... Um, so do you apply this method to your, your musician friends as well? Do you, do you yeah. give them this, this, this tool? Yeah, and it turns out that uh, you know, some of them, like Christian Schelwander, has his own method that is you know, uh, similar, but his method. So it's, uh, these people are extremely... Uh, I mean, they're creative geniuses in themselves. Mm. So it's not like they need help. It's more like uh, an interesting discussion about, okay, what's your method? This is mm. my method. And then we can uh, approach it. I'm thinking ways. that musicians perhaps are, are like, seems to me like they have this more natural, this type of method. Like it's, it's in music, you, you pick up an instrument, you just sort of bang it or play it. or It's always kind of like a search in a way to, yeah. to find something. Maybe more so than other expressions. Less intellect, yeah. Less intellect, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Can you, is there an example of a reaction or something that has sparked or that has come up? Uh, just, is there an anecdotal thing that you can tell about how the, the, your method and the music, you know, clash or intertwine? Well, for instance, I made, uh, after the show in, in, in Miami, um, or after the work, at least with the, with the, uh, the VR thing, no, it's before, well, it's in conjunction with that, the VR version of this, well, either way, I was, I was playing a digital god, building my own universe. Mm. Uh, which is uh, a side story to that is that um, I'm working on trying to rig the virtual world so that when you're in the virtual world and making photographs, um, the world grows. Mm. So if you take a photograph inside the virtual world, the world grows. Mm. And then, so every time you make a photograph, the world grows. And then if you would connect an AI to that, to make images in there. You could also you know, investigate whether AIs can make appealing images, if the magic can happen when you have an AI. Mm. But you can also make the world grow. 
Have you at done a fast that? Pace. Have, have you I'm that? working on it. Okay. Now. Uh, so you can see if you can make the world grow at a faster pace, right? Mm. If there are ways, we suspect that we can measure how big the universe is. Right now, there are there are some theories that we now can measure how big mm -hmm. the universe are, is. And if I have my virtual universe, and I have an AI making images that make the universe bigger, can I can also calculate how big can I, how long will it take for me to make my universe bigger than the real universe? <laughs> Taking that, um, I made a journey. I was like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna photograph the, you know, the the highest mountains in the world. So I made a, a journey to, to Himalaya, and um, I found this. Um, ex-military helicopter pilot that I bribed to use the only, only helicopter that could take me up to Mount, the top of Mount, Mount Everest. Yeah. When was this? Uh, this was 2017 or something like that. So mm. in conjunction where I've made all this. Mm. Um, and I went there with like, I'm going to continue being this, uh, make this larger than life exhibition, but it's going to be that, you know, the highest top, I'm on top of the world type mm. of idea. And while sitting in that tiny, tiny, tiny little helicopter uh, with the, this, this pilot, his name was Captain Surrender, um, I did not get the larger than life on top of the world feeling. I got the absolute opposite. Like, I am a speck of dust mm. at most. <laughs> I am nothing, uh, which was an extremely strong feeling compared to my universe is bigger than the real, than the other universe. So, and then um, I had started a dialogue with Anna Ternheim about making mm. music to this. And we continued talking about this feeling, this closer, uh, this feeling that was close and this feeling of you know, speck of dust and this, this, how, how, how much, uh, and then she started making music on that theme instead. And then I started making smaller works on that theme instead. So the exhibition turned into um, something completely different. It turned into um, the relationship between uh, grandness and closeness and smallness mm. and, and then her um, music uh, sparked that and shift in between there. So was that music released? Yeah. Was it for, yeah. As, yeah. As her? A, yep. Oh. Or were you co-writer of that music? I didn't, or? I didn't write the, the music, yeah, I was more, uh, but I, I, it, it was released in conjunction with the exhibition. I made the, the cover. So the, the way you describe the process and yeah. how uh, it sort of adds layer upon layer upon layer upon right. layer is some, somehow correlates to how I think about AI and how AI can grow mm -hmm. and how AI can grow sort of exponentially sort of out of control. Right. And, and I have this, maybe it's also from like movies about AI and so forth, that sort of, it grows exponentially and out of control and it, it takes, it learns from what it, has and create something new and so mm -hmm. forth. so uh, 
And you just mentioned that you know you, you could apply if to your three D world you could apply an AI. I am keeps working on, on it. Yeah, I'm in the process of it. Yeah. Keeps on expanding this yeah, yeah. infinitely. So, how does that relate to what you said in the beginning that you know with machine learning and AI we we're going to need human creativity more than ever. So, it, it seems like you're also or potentially will you know prove that. We don't need the humans, that the AI can create all this by itself, in a way. Well, right now, uh, uh, right now they can't. And right now, uh, human skills like creativity, the fact that, you know, okay, I'm going to use this AI in this, my creative process led to using this AI in this way. Mm. But it was the creative process that led me, led, it was my creative process that led me to that. Sure. Um, but you know, for the coming generations, yeah, obviously, um, accounting and, uh, you know, calculating uh, debits and credits, that can go to AI. Mm. Uh, and then there are numerous skills that will. Uh, I think that empathy and creative endeavors and, and, and uh, the selection process that comes with that, uh, like we talked about, uh, the intuitive process uh, will be the last to go and that's but it will go I, I don't know you know as I have no answers I just uh, explore things uh, I just ask questions mm. uh, so uh, I have no idea we I mean my method is to try things and see what happens mm. this is a rabbit hole you can go down I, I just find this fascinating absolutely about, fascinating but, but I mean, it's, it's not easy it's not it's not that hard to imagine a future world where all the tools that you have built and all these steps of the way of the process can be you know automated such that you know one of your students or someone at home can just you know log into a website or open an app and just maybe not even take the pictures themselves just you know give some kind of input and start this process this this Jakob Fellander process of documenting the world putting it together, making a 3D version, going into that 3D version, expanding it, extracting physical things, perhaps, and then construct buildings out of it. I don't know. Which I am in the process of making. Also. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, and it feels like um, that would be a part of evolution. Mm. Like, everything that, ha that has happened since Big Bang, or the only thing that ha has happened since Big, Big Bang is evolution. Yeah. It turns out that every and expanding. Expansion, has expansion and evolution. And it turns out that everything that is not in line with evolution and expansion sort of gets, you know, like dinosaurs or whatever. They, they disappear along the way. Mm. So, and I, um, I, to me, it feels like when I'm in, in, in uh, online with evolution, exciting things starts happening. Mm. And me alone, yes, I can fly around the world and make all these images. But if other people help out all over the world, and AI as well, and uh, machines are not machines, or charcoal crayons or computers, doesn't matter. But if we all help out with evolution, it, it, it will obviously go faster. So is, is there a part of that in the app? Do, can you collaborate? Can Yes. More people, yes. several people collaborate on the same image or the same world. Yes. Or? Yes. So you're basically, you're God. 
I am a small speck of dust <laughs> in a very, 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 very large universe. And God. Okay, so if, if it's okay with you, let's talk about the, the fashion uh, collaboration. Right. And why was that important to have that aspect? Of it? So, if I have a method that is worth sharing and democratizing, uh, we need to spread it outside the art world. Otherwise, it won't, uh, it won't be spread. You know, like it's, it's, the art world's not enough. So yes, we can work in music, we can work in, 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 in gaming, which I've started you know, uh, already, and I can work in tech, uh, applicable tech, which, you know, and spread it through, through, through App Store and all those things. But uh, I can also work in fashion. So if I would make a fashion collection that is AR-enabled, um, then every piece of clothing is a portal into art, music, and uh, creativity training. Mm. That, and also the fact that fashion is a normal um, creative expression for me. I would say fashion is one of the most natural creative expressions for me and for many people. It's one of those um, creative expressions where people have confidence. If I tell you to um, if I ask you if you like this or that music, you would say, yeah, I like that, but I don't like that. If you ask a five-year-old, like, do you like that or not? They would say, yeah, turn it off. That's awful. I like this and that. And that. Mm. If you ask someone, like, do you like this T-shirt? I'm like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's good. I'll wear it. But this, no, that's not me. I don't want to wear that. But if I ask you, like, what do you think of this piece of modern art? I don't know anything about art, but, you know, I, I, yeah. I, ooh, I, what do you think? I, people have no confidence in their own feelings. So it's fashion and music is a good start for a creative journey. That's people are, are more um, open and more confidence there. Um, and I do too. So, so, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a good starting point. So it's, the collaboration is you're able to print your own... Well, the you, you collaboration... Extract things from the app and print them, basically. Or? The collaboration is... Um, two parts. It's one, a full, full ready-to-wear collection, uh, a design collaboration like they've mm. done with Lagerfeld and Madonna mm. and uh, Stella McCartney. They've, they've done artist collaborations with Jeff Koons and Alex Katz before, but um, otherwise um, not so many. So it's a full collaboration. Like what happens if you wear these paintings? Mm. And then um, what happens if they are all AR-enabled? So if you point the app to the clothing, they'll, the art starts streaming out of you and uh, the music that is written to the art starts playing. So you can become your own sort of cultural festival, pretty much. And then we will take over stores, and in the store you can print your own t-shirts. You can create either you know, with the help of the images that I have and uh, um, in AR you can create your own images or you can take your own, make your own images through the app and then just send it to the printer. Mm. So it's, um, it's, it's just another way of helping people start their own creative journeys. Mm. And it's a way of spreading the message, I guess. Also. Of course, I mean, yeah, uh, of course. It's, it's, yeah. It has scale in a way. You know? Right. Yeah. 
So, okay, so you've mentioned these four pillars. Uh, you also mentioned architecture. Were the, is it a sort of coincidence or is it just the fact that these four were able to be realized that you're using them? Realized or are there like, the is there like 10, 10 more that you could do? Yes, there are 10 more that I uh, am working on, but these are the fourth that, that, that I'm uh, able to realize right now. Mm. Um, and then, but I have, you know, a few more years to realize the other ones. So this is going to be your journey. This is what you're it going is. To do. Uh, it has been yeah. uh, since ever since I, you know, my teacher gave me that old camera, mm. and then it's just sort of continuing. And then I'll make short little stops where I, why can I, where I can share it. Mm. And and then right now it seems like sharing is uh, an important fact of the of the process. Traditionally how you think of how an artist makes money is like you make paintings and you sell them yeah. uh, perhaps using some kind of intermediary or like a gallery or right right you you're working on a completely different scale and landscape here you know and and you're doing this it's it's an exhibition it's a you know fashion collaboration it's an educational product you know how, how do you view if it's okay to talk about you know what's what's <laughs> How does the business model change for the for the artist, Jakob Fellner? Is it still like uh, you know you extrapolate some some pieces of this and that makes it traditional art to be sold, or or is it another so, way forward? Here? So, um, it's a very strange um, answer because uh, if there was a business model, uh, it would be unexplainable. I mean, absolutely unexplainable. It's I mean, there's if I can take my method of creativity and 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 explain it and then share it, this uh, whatever business model is absolutely unexplainable. I have no idea how it works. It's just like everything I earn, I invest into my own art, mm. like every cent all the time. And for some reason, there's um, usually enough money, but I cannot explain it. I do everything all at once. Like I do, uh, you know, there's, there's no, I have no answer. But you're still connected to Hamilton, or you, you're yeah, still yeah, connected still work to with this galleries, more traditional yeah. art right. structure. Yeah, exactly. I, I maybe not work, um, I don't work the traditional ways with, with galleries because I'm not um, connected to one gallery own, only, and I don't, you know, I, I work with several agents and gallerists all over the world, so I have, a, I have my own sort of system and structure and and some things costs me a lot of money although and some things makes money and something it's just there's no method to it it's just it's a madness but usually um so far it it it, it, it has worked out um but but i couldn't there's not a method and i don't have an answer um and I'm sure that I could make more money uh, and be smarter about things. Uh, okay. But all the uh, the energy that and the time that I need for the art doesn't really allow me to. Um, um, it's I don't know. It's it's like it's not. It's um, I don't think even if I would spend time on me, you know. I have I have good people around me that that uh, that help out. Uh, 
monetizing some of the art. Mm. And that's enough. Uh, and then... What do you think about these, this latest sort of NFTs craze? Have you, have yeah, you I've done that, that for a long time as well. Um, it, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. It's just that now that it's in the papers, now so yeah. people realize it and understand it. Have you, have you sold NFTs yourself? I mean, I have digital assets and I have my, 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 um, my edition is already blockchained and, and, oh, really? and, and, um, it's, um, I work with an interesting Swedish company called Lingon, which is good mm. with the digital certificates. Um, so your, your, even your physical works, even the physical works. Yeah. And then I have, you know, secured by blockchain. So yes. That, yeah. And then I have digital works that are, uh, that are as well. Um, anything that has to do with a lot of money and art has nothing to do with art. It has to do with the people working with the money side of art. Mm. Like a, uh, the price of a painting has nothing to do with the art. It has to do with the people working with the money around the art, just mm. like stocks. And so obviously, um, there's a correlation just, uh, but, 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 um, it's not invented by artists for artists, or mm. it's invented by um, galleries or money, money people. And, uh, there, there's another aspect of it. Well, I, I'm trying to keep up and <laughs> learn yep. as much as I can. And there's another aspect that, that has not to do with the monetization of it or how you, you know, charge or how you mm -hmm. get royalties from whatever, you know, infinitely. Mm -hmm. But that, that's about sort of documenting the process of the ownership and yeah, which has been around for a long time i mean also yeah with with it's called provenience and it's in every you know since the 1600s that's been around so it's not new either it's just that it's digital now i actually do have my own currency uh, which is it's called jcoin so in the virtual world that i have there is a currency uh, that you actually uh, i mean for a few years have been able to buy my art with okay but the currency is not tied to the gold standard or, or mm. you know, and the the fluctuation in this currency is not tied to demand or scarcity um the fluctuation is tied to gratitude okay so if you're the owner of the jcoin and uh, you test high in serotonin for example which is a hormone that uh, is related to gratitude the currency goes up so how do you what how do you what's the sensor uh, there is <laughs> you can measure serotonin in the blood so if you if the collective serotonin level of a sample of the owners is high then the currency will go up but if it's low and and uh, um and um the collective owners would, a sample of the collective owners would uh, show signs of greed, then the currency goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's an opposite, uh, okay. so, which means that gratefulness is a way to become richer. I want to get back to that, but before, <laughs> since we have and 10 It's minutes. also one of the 10 different projects that is, is not yet realized. I, I can imagine. Yes. How, how has this project changed during this year? 
compared to what, it, what, what, what you know, it's supposed to be May last year. So right. What has been different? You know? Well, it was what, supposed to be November 2019, and then it turned <laughs> into March 2020, and then May 2020, and then it stalled. Mm. And then it got moved back to Stockholm, because that was the only part of the world that was open in September 2020. Mm. And then... Stockholm shut down, and then now it's supposed to be May 2021, and then now it seems like it's August 2021 instead. It, 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 at one level, it hasn't changed because I'm still just working uh, on on trying to make you know evolve, mm. which hasn't changed. It's just that um, uh, it's just I, I don't I, I show things uh, have progressed further when I, when, I, when I show it. But on one level, it's been exhausting because it's like aiming at a moving target all the time. It's a pretty big idea. If, okay, I have a, an old Kraftwerk in Berlin. It's 8,000 square meters. Uh, I, I know every square inch of that. There, we're going to have a nail there. There's going to be a light there. This painting comes in there. This is the, and then it's like, oh, it's not happening. Okay, now it's happening. Oh, it's not happening. Oh, it's happening. It's, and then, okay, we have Lili Vals, all of Lili, now, now that's closed. Okay, so the, the, this, it's a pretty big effect on what I do day to day if I have 8,000 square meters in Berlin or not. Mm. And then it's like, okay, now we have an outside exhibition only. Okay, that's different. And then it's a, so it, it affects the daily day business extremely. Uh, like... Um, and that's um, that's just um, I think that's just something that everyone has experienced now mm. in this past two years. Um, so uh, it has affected me, but I think maybe less than the rest of. I'm used to working, being you know working alone in the studio and and uh, being uh, in quarantine uh, most of the time. I, like I, most of the time I work alone in the studio or, out, or in another country somewhere and then I finish work and then go and get my kids and then I go to soccer practice and so that's uh, not different then. so it's, it's, uh, there's part of it that's, that's uh, it's the same and it's part of it that isn't You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Eric Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.